Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the show. We are going to get in and out today as effectively and efficiently as we possibly can. And the topic of today's show is how to overcome an unhealthy relationship with food. Now, obviously, the degrees of this unhealthy relationship can vary a lot from binge eating to regular cheat meals to, you know, starving yourself to being on and off diets constantly, not seeing any real progress and really just damaging your metabolism. And I guess the biggest one for most people, and a lot of people tend to suffer from this just because of the amount of information that we've been fed over the years is seeing foods as good and bad. And I know I'm guilty of this. I used to be extremely bad with labeling foods as good and bad. And my relationship with food for, you know, I'd say between the ages of 12 up until around 17, uh, 17 or even 18 years old was really, really bad. My relationship with food was not good. Um, I would, I would eat and then I would go and exercise afterwards to try and burn those calories off, even though my goal was to build muscle. I thought, you know, I was afraid of carbohydrates. I thought that if I ate something such as pizza or a burger, that it was bad and that I was going to lose fitness and I was going to put on fat, uh, you know, magically overnight. And it's just not the case. So my, my purpose, my goal of today's episode is to help you overcome your unhealthy relationship with food if you suffer from it. If you don't, and like I said, there is different degrees. When I say that you may suffer from an unhealthy relationship, that doesn't mean that you have an eating disorder. It just means that, you know, and for the majority of people, this is the case, that you've just never really understood how the whole nutrition side of things works in regards to the relationship it has with you seeing progress from the work that you're doing in the gym or the work that you're doing with your exercise, regardless of what type of training that is, because nutrition plays a massive role. It is a big and very important component of seeing progress. Um, there's the old saying that you can't out-train a bad diet. And I, I really do believe that. But in saying that, there's no specific foods that you need to be sticking to to see those results. And that's what I want to go through with you today. So we're going to get stuck straight into this episode. Um, I've got, I think I've got down here six really good points that are really going to help you overcome that relationship that you may have where you see, um, foods as good and bad. And then, you know, you see food as junk food, or you might look at foods that are particularly seen as healthy and think that as long as you're eating that, that you're going to see results. Now, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see. I have a new client come to me wanting to get on top of their food, and I'll ask them what their current nutritional habits are. And an answer I often get is that, oh, I eat healthy. You know, I stick to quote-unquote clean foods, um, and I eat healthy most of the time, but on the weekends, I tend to uh, enjoy myself a little bit more. Now, the question I fire back at them straight away is, can you please define what clean foods or healthy foods are and why you stick to those and majority of the time people don't really know you know the healthy foods are things like salads your chicken breast your veggies your bro you know all that type of stuff the typical i guess bro science foods that you see on certain meal plans or you might see online or in magazines of uh, of diets that you should stick to and most of the time they're boring plain very bland foods that are very hard to stick to if you're cutting out everything else over time now i don't know anybody that can stick to that type of food and not enjoy themselves with something a little bit higher in sugar um, a dessert or or you know it might even be drinks it might be an alcoholic drink but 
I don't anyone that can cut out the things that they enjoy the most for the rest of their life and I don't think you should. My biggest rule is that flexibility is the key to sustainability. So if you're following a way of eating or an approach of eating where you have to cut out things that you enjoy the most, it's not going to last and you're not going to see good results over time. And even if you do see good results, they're not going to last. And I just think, what's the purpose of following a specific nutritional protocol to see some form of change in your body if it's only going to last a couple of weeks? And then you go back to your old habits, your old ways, and you go back to looking a certain way that you're not particularly happy with. So let's change that, guys. And we're going to start with my first step to making sure that you can create a healthier relationship with food, and that is to figure out your calorie and macronutrient targets, the intakes that you need to be hitting each each and every single day, and it doesn't need to be right on the money. You don't have to hit the calories right on the dot or the macros right on the gram, but you need to be consistently getting close to those numbers each day to see results. Now, regardless of whether that's fat loss, whether that's maintenance, whether that is to build muscle and put on weight, whether that is just to increase or improve your athletic performance, or whether it's just general health and well-being and you want to feel good about yourself, you want to feel healthy, and you want to look and perform at your best, it is extremely important to figure out what that number is for you. And it's going to be completely different for everyone else. If you've received a diet, if you've received nutritional advice from someone that's given the exact same thing to someone else um, without any consideration to age, height, weight, um, activity level, uh, you know, previous food history, nutritional history, the, the health of your metabolism going off, you know, um, the way you train. Uh, the, the way that you've either put on or haven't put on weight in the past, then it's worthless. It's, it's, it's just absolutely useless if you're following a cookie, uh, cookie cutter plan that someone is giving everybody else. So I'm massive on customizing your nutrition and making sure that everybody is uh, is applying some form of nutritional approach that is suited to their individual needs. Now, what I'm going to do today for step number one is I'm going to have a link in the show notes where you can go and use my macronutrient calculator um, and figure out a rough estimate of how many calories you need to be eating per day going off how much you exercise, how long you exercise for, as I said, what your current height and weight is, um, how sedentary or, or I guess non-sedentary, I guess, that your job may be. And we can also customize the, the macronutrient splits, so your proteins, carbohydrates, and fats, which we don't need to go into today into detail about how all the macros and calories works. But the, the best example I find uh, that I like to use with people that currently aren't tracking their calories or macros or, or are not willing to give it a try is that if you're driving a car with no speedo or no fuel gauge and you're taking a long trip or you're driving through the city then you absolutely have no idea how fast you're going you don't know when you're going to run out of fuel and you're just guessing your way to your destination and in when we talk about nutrition you're just guessing your way to results so yes you may see results you may not see results the chances are you probably won't but even if you do, you don't actually know how you've got there if you don't have an, at least a rough idea of your numbers. So that's step number one is really, is realizing that all foods contain calories, regardless of whether it is chicken, breast, brown rice, and broccoli for dinner or whether it's a burger. When we look at a burger, especially if it's made at home, we might use lean red meat or chicken. We may use a wholemeal roll. We may use you know, the standard stuff you usually see in a burger, lettuce, tomato, spinach, onion, whatever, whatever that may be, you may choose your own cheese. It might be cheddar cheese, it might be Swiss cheese. But in the end of the day, they're all single ingredients that make up a total amount of calories and macronutrients for that meal. And you may even find that the total calories from a homemade burger may be less 
than that quote-unquote healthy meal that you were going to eat. So all foods contain calories and it's important to understand that there are no, there's no such thing as good and bad foods. There is calories. Obviously, in terms of performance and in terms of health, there are foods that are more nutrient-dense and whole foods uh, than, than others, okay? Obviously, if you're going out and eating McDonald's every single day to make up your macros and your calories, you're going to look pretty shit, your performance is going to be shit in the gym, and you're going to feel like shit most of the time. So unless you enjoy feeling shit all the time, then obviously, I think majority of your foods need to be coming from whole nutrient-dense foods. That's where I like to stick to the 90-10 rule. So 90% of mine and my client's calories, I would prefer to come from whole nutrient-dense foods, whereas that 10% left over is for things that are more enjoyable, things that you know you can't go the rest of your life without, whether it's a glass of wine with dinner, whether that is a burger on the weekends, whether that's a few beers with the boys on a Friday night, um, chocolate before bed, whatever it may be. Don't restrict yourself from the things you know you can't go the rest of your life without. Step number two to creating a healthier relationship with food is to write down a list of foods that you like eating. So when we figure out how many calories and macros we actually need, I want you to go through and write down a big list of the foods that you genuinely like eating. And that includes foods that, as I said, quote-unquote seen as healthy or clean, and also foods that you just enjoy. And once you've got that list of foods, then I want you to continue sticking to that list of foods, just making sure that you hit your numbers, your calories, and your macronutrient targets, and not cutting out any of the stuff that you enjoy. Don't eat particular foods because you think that they're better for you than others. Okay, so when you're trying to lose body fat, don't all of a sudden start eating grilled fish if you hate fish. But the reason you're eating it is because you you read a bodybuilding magazine and saw that uh, your favorite bodybuilder eats grilled fish when he's trying to get lean. Or, you know, don't start eating bloody acai bowls for breakfast if you see your favorite Instagram model uh, having them for breakfast and they look like the way that you want to look. It doesn't work like that, guys. Stick to what you enjoy, what you know that you're going to be able to stick to because remember, if you cannot stick to it, it's useless. The most optimal gym program, the most optimal nutrition plan, the most optimal recovery techniques, they're useless to you if you're not able to stick to them. So make sure you're sticking to things that you know you can enjoy and that it's going to be a lifetime change and not just a short-term fix. Step number three is stick to regular mealtimes. Now, this is for those that really do struggle uh, with an unhealthy relationship with food. You know, You might be snacking all the time. You might go days where you don't eat uh, at all. You might go days where you only have one or two meals um, or you have a weekend and you, you overate by a lot. So the next day you barely eat it all and you do a shitload of training. Let's try and get out of that habit. And I think the best way to do that is figure out what is an optimal amount of meals per day for you, you and your work schedule, uh, your life schedule, because remember we're working, we want to be working our nutrition around our lifestyle, not planning our lifestyle around food. That is the quickest way um, to, to continuing to build on that unhealthy relationship or even creating an unhealthy relationship with food if you don't already have one, okay? So pick some meal times throughout the day and try and roughly stick to those, roughly stick to the same number and get in a habit of sticking to those times because then it becomes automatic. You're not going to feel guilty about eating at um, 5.30 in the afternoon if every, every single day of the week you usually have dinner at 5.30 in the afternoon. Now, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that there's certain meal times that you sh- that are more optimal than others. But for you, if it's what it's going to take to start creating a better view towards food, a better uh, mindset around meal times, and uh, less anxiety and stress around eating, 
then that is a step that I would highly recommend. All right, so we're halfway through these steps now. We're going to move on to number four. So ditch the scales or ramp them up. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of people tend to rely on the scales to to basically track their progress. Now, I think it can be beneficial. I think there's definitely times where it's not beneficial, um, regardless of whether your goal is fat loss or muscle gain. Um, I think in the long run, uh, over time and more often than not, the scales can be helpful when you're trying to lose fat. But also, if you're trying to maintain weight, then having a rough idea of what weight you want to stick around can be a, a good indicator of whether or not you're sticking to that goal. And then for building mass and gaining size, um, this can also be a good indicator of making sure you're not putting on too much fat or too much weight too quickly. Because if you are putting on weight quickly, then the chances are it's not muscle and it probably is body fat. So what I mean by ditch the scales or ramp them up is either don't weigh yourself at all. If you're someone that tends to weigh yourself once per week, once every couple of weeks or completely random times of the day and you're always unhappy with that number or you're surprised when you weigh yourself in the morning and then at night time you're two kilos heavier than you were in the morning. A quick tip guys, your weight can fluctuate give or take three kilos just from water weight. So your weight is going to fluctuate so much um, from day to day let alone hour to hour. So I think either ditch the scales completely and just go off how you look, how you feel, how you perform, or you can use body fat scanners or whatever your way of tracking progress is. Or if you do like weighing yourself, you need to be doing it every single day under the exact same conditions. So for me, that's first thing in the morning um, after I've got up, I've been to the bathroom. Uh, before I've had a drink, the first thing I do is weigh myself and then every single day of the week, I get that number, write it down or put it in an app of your, in your phone, whatever you need to do. And at the end of the week, take a weekly average. Because if I weigh myself every Thursday morning, for example, right? So I weigh myself this Thursday. Uh, and the next time I weigh myself will be next Thursday. But next Thursday, uh, on that Wednesday night, I went out and had some Asian food and there was a lot of sodium in it. I went and had Chinese, whatever, and there was, there was a heap of sodium in it, a lot of carbs, and I ate quite late at night. So the next morning, chances are I'm going to be holding a little bit of water. So my weight's going to be completely off. And in my eyes, if I'm judging my progress and I'm making decisions on my training and food, depending on what the, the scale says, I'm probably going to make some drastic changes just because my weight's different. Where in actual fact, if I had to be taking an average, I may have on average lost half a kilo that week. So I wouldn't change anything at all. So either ditch the scales completely or weigh yourself every day and take a weekly average. Step number five is be consistent and give it time. If you've created this unhealthy relationship with food over the past, let's say you're 18 years old. So for 18 years now, you've been building on this this mindset where you see food as good, good or bad or you've been fed all this information where you, you know, and you've believed it because it's just, there's so much out there which is just not true. And there's a lot of things that are now coming out in research showing that old fashioned ways of eating and old fashioned ways of dieting just don't work. Uh, but you've been fed this information for your whole life and now all of a sudden you want to change it. But it's been three weeks and you haven't seen the results you want to see and you're disappointed with that. Well, it's 18 years versus three weeks. I think it's pretty straightforward when you think of it that way. So give it time. Be consistent with it. You know, one okay month is better than one fantastic day and then the shit rest of the month. 
All right, so just be consistent more times than you're not. Hit your macros, uh, hit your calories, get enough water, focus on your recovery and your training more often than you're not, and you will see progress over time. But just realize that it will take time, and that's okay. As long as you know what your end goal is, you know that there's going to be little steps and little hurdles along the way that you need to get through, then it's going to be okay, and you're going to get to where you want to be eventually. Now, finishing off with the last step is is what I want you to do, especially if uh, you are in that spot at the moment where you do need to improve the way you think about food is to recognize when you stuff up. Figure out what the reason was, what the cause was of you stuffing up. It might have been a bad day at work. It might have been giving into social pressure. It might have been old habits, um, whatever it may be. But recognize what the reason was um, that you decided to binge eat or have a cheat meal or or not eat at all. It might be you know you had a day where you feel like you ate foods that weren't as good, or you might have gone out for dinner and gone over your calorie intake. So the next day you've barely eaten at all. These are all things that we need to recognize and try and minimize in the future. And to make sure that we can minimize it in the future, we need to realize why we've done it because it's not always the obvious answer. It's not always, well, I was hungry, so I ate more. It could be because you know you had an argument with your partner in the morning and you were in a shitty mood all day and then you got to the end of the day and you said, stuff it. Or it could be the fact that you trained more that week than what you usually would and you were just lacking energy. You just you just hadn't eaten enough calories for that week and your calorie intake is set too low and you were just constantly hungry and eventually got to the point where you gave in. These are all things that we need to consider when moving forward to making sure that we minimize these episodes uh, in the future. So I'm going to wrap things up here, guys. I hope you've taken a lot of value from the episode today. I feel as though it is an important one and it, it was something that I was thinking about this morning and I really wanted to uh, put some pen to paper. So I got my diary, wrote down some of the things that I think have helped me and helped clients in the past um, and currently and I wanted to share them with you and hopefully it's been able to help you guys. And if you've taken some value from the episode, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of today's show on your phone and post it on your social media. Um, tag me in it so I can check it out Um, I love seeing people put up stories after these episodes it's really really cool Um, it's great feedback for me but it's also a great way to get uh, more people listening to the show the more people that listen to the show um, the better because the more people that we can help and we can continue to grow this community and you know I love trying to give back to those that are giving me feedback and it makes me motivated to really keep putting out good content and in the end of the day if I'm motivated to put out good content that's going to help you guys too so thanks again for tuning in if you haven't subscribed please do hit that subscribe button Uh, i hope you're having a fantastic day and i look forward to chatting to you in the next episode